I'm a member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of a family. Wherever I roam, I'm Fenway home. That's where I long to be. I'm a member of a Red Sox nation. It's a kind of insanity. Yeah, I live and die with Red Sox pride for eternity. I fake a smile, no. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast covering Boston Red Sox baseball. No uh, games the last few days as the Red Sox awaited the winner of the Yankees-A's wildcard game, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at that, the Yankees came out on top, and we will be previewing our matchup with them as well as the rest of the league uh, momentarily. For everyone staying up late tonight on Periscope, you can find the show shortly after the conclusion of this broadcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, Player FM, Stitcher, and probably a hundred other places if you just type it into Google. So, Plenty of uh, options uh, to find us. I am Terry Cushman, and I am joined tonight, as always, on the midweek show by Liz Churchville. Liz, how you doing? Great. How are you? Not too bad. Be good if I had your volume up. And uh, <laughs> also tonight, uh, appearing on here for the first time, he has been a, a writer uh, on avidboston.com for... I'm guessing close to a year or so, and that site shut down, and then we reopened as the Benny and the Bets podcast.com. Josh Nord, how are you, Josh? Oh, it's good to be here, Terry. Yeah, he's super last minute. I just feel like I pulled you out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Tyler Seeley, kind of MIA, so uh, good, to, uh, good to have you on. So... Uh, how do we feel about the Yankees? Is uh, Josh, we'll start with you since you're the Red Sox guy. Uh, happy about it? Bummed? From a purely Red Sox fan point of view, I'm terribly upset with it. Uh, this is probably a nightmare scenario, I would say. Uh, I mean, you know, we're going up against a wild card, and you wouldn't think that would be the third best record in the American League, and I want to say maybe the Major League as well. And, uh, you know, their historic rival. It's it's tough going. You definitely would have wanted Oakland Athletics there, but they went ahead and uh, bowed out quietly, and now we got uh, the mother of all games going on. And it's a rivalry series, so, like, weird shit can happen, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, Aaron Boone falls under the weird shit category in 2003, so... It could go either way. Uh, you know, I don't think Zhu Wei Lin's going to be on the roster, but if he hit a walk-off in game four, I mean, 
you know that that Stranger things have happened we exactly exactly Liz, how did you uh, feel about the the matchup as it turned out uh, following the wild card game? And actually, what was your ex- expectation uh, as it you know unfolded? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I was rooting for the A's. I, you know, I really wanted them to pull off something big. You know, for them. You know, for for the franchise. For I, I think the Red Sox probably would have played better. You know, against them. Um, but, you know, in my heart, you know, not actually being a Red Sox fan, I would have hoped they would have beat them. But seeing what happened last night, I realized that would have been a huge bust <laughs> and everything. But, um, but uh, I mean, Bob Melvin just made a lot of bad, bad decisions or, or confusing decisions. Maybe not bad, but confusing. And, uh, and I don't know why he did what he did, but... Uh, the Yankees just did all the right things, and I'm, I don't want to say scared. Scared is a bad word, but um, I feel like the Yankees are the better team in the Red Sox-Yankees matchup. I hate to say that, uh, because even though like I, I'm, I'm a Rays fan, uh, I've always favored the Red Sox over the Yankees. Like For some reason, the Yankees were always the evil empire. They were always the worst of the worst for me, so to see them go on is bad, but... But I have I, I have to see their strength in this situation. Yeah, and there there were so many ironic things last night. I mean, I watched the movie Moneyball conservatively at least a half a dozen times a winter. It helps with my baseball depression, you know, not having it, and <laughs> and uh, it just seems like Billy Bean just can't pursue a postseason conventionally. You know, and mm-hmm. he's got a lot of nice pieces on the team. And, you know, and he made some moves. I mean, he bolstered the bullpen and acquired Mike Fires. And it was really unfortunate that Sean Manaya was lost for the year and next year as well with a shoulder injury. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, they went about that game, like you said, in a weird way. You know, they started the Australian kid there, uh, Hendricks. And watching him in that first inning, I could just tell by his body language, he just didn't, he wasn't fit for that moment. Like That crowd was just way too rabid, and it was like they threw him in a shark tank and uh, obviously, uh, you know, gave up two quick runs, so... In a very anticlimactic game, too, you know, just wasn't competitive. And Chris Davis hit that home run to kind of, you know. Made things interesting. A little bit, yeah. But I, I still didn't feel like they were going to they were gonna yeah. pull it out. And with the, with the Red Sox-A's matchup, I just wasn't really thrilled with it. I, I wrote a, a quick blog entry on it a couple days ago. And I just don't like how we play out on the West Coast and – Mm-hmm. We lost four out of six, so I really was thinking that that was the bad matchup, and maybe with the Yankees, there's at least some familiarity there, and you know, no mystery. And but watching the way the game went down and how everybody stepped up, I kind of got a little squirmy in my seat, like I don't know, this is <laughs> uh, this might, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for, I guess. So, um. Yeah, I mean, so. no, 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 no matter what, at the end of the day, I mean, all these teams are awesome teams. 
they've all done a great job during the regular season, but I think we all know that anything can happen in the playoffs. Like a team can come in and be like the Red Sox, like the best team in baseball, and then all of a sudden, you know, lose, lose in the first round. Like it's it's not impossible. Like just because you come in with the best record doesn't mean they're going to do the best in the playoffs. So we wouldn't yeah, know and, uh... anything about losing in the first round. <laughs> but to uh to go off of what Liz said, I think it's uh you know, you got to kind of tip your hat to the Oakland Athletics cuz you know, they had the, one of the lowest payrolls in baseball and they kind of went with uh, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure uh philosophy adding uh Fernando Rodney and Familia even though Rodney, you know, kind of blew it on the big stage yeah. there. And uh, it set up this David versus Goliath matchup. And uh, ultimately, you know, kind of what you said with uh, Moneyball, Terry, uh, he's uh, still trying to win that last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, if, if you're the wild card team, you got to win 12, you know, and mm-hmm. so he's got, he's got to get past that. And I can't remember the last time they were in the LCS. It, it has to have been at least probably 20 years since then and obviously they had the world series and i can't remember it was 89 or 90 but 89 89 yeah i think so. there's a there's a stat that they've lost the last i think seven elimination games dating all the way back to like 1973 or something like that so the athletics have had just terrible terrible luck when it comes to uh you know get up or go home type games yeah yeah, and it's it's so ironic because, you know, he could have ended up in Boston instead of Epstein. And then more recently, the Yankees actually mm-hmm. tried to pursue Bob Melvin last year, but the A's wouldn't release him from his deal, you know, so that the conversation could happen. And I just thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if after all this Aaron Boone drama from last year, they end up losing to the guy that they wanted instead of him? And I just would have been something to laugh about. And uh, I've kind of, I don't know how you've been, Josh. Uh, Liz, you're kind of, you know, you're from outside the market. But I've been laying low on Twitter all day because the shit slinging, if it hasn't started yet, it's going to start between us and the Yankee fans. And Twitter's never seen this before. They've never, it, it didn't exist in 04 when there mm-hmm. was a when there was a playoff match between the the Yankees and the Red Sox, so I'm sure over in Europe they there's probably a lot of intense soccer rivalries, you know, via social media. But I can't think of anything in American sports that would come close, really. Oh, definitely, and I think uh, without a doubt, this upcoming series is going to dictate how the fans interact for you know the next five years or so. I mean, this is. Like you said, the first time we had met up in the playoffs since 2004, and that was you know something forever etched in baseball lore, and that kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen this time around. And, uh, I mean, as you know, Twitter's not exactly the most friendly place in the world, but uh, it can get it's probably going to get downright nasty before it all is said and down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to try to be a spectator. I mean, I won't start talking massive shit unless we're up. Unless we're up two to one at a minimum, because ooh, I don't know, that's close. No, but I mean, we have to be within at least a game of winning it. If you know, if if the Red Sox, oh, you mean series? Okay, I thought yeah. you meant my game. I was like, oh, I wouldn't say anything at two to one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just 
you you guys have seen people come at me before and uh oh, yeah. I'm just I just want to get through this series and you know well we're going to get through the whole bracket here shortly but um but it's it's stressful the stress level just went up 100% you know it's not like Cleveland where we can you know say good game with each other after and just you know go hide under a rock for the rest of the winter with the Yankees it's like and we're forever going to be if we blow this we're forever going to be the 108 win team like nobody's going to let us forget that so yeah. every time we try to talk shit in previous you know in future seasons excuse me they're going to be like yeah but remember that 108 win year what happened there and we're, we're, we don't we're, want to be the all one Mariners that's that's the main key here yeah we don't exactly. want to be that team I, I guess with Yankee fans we could always bring back 2004 you know, like being mm-hmm. blowing four games straight. So I guess we'll have that, you know, for ammunition. But ugh, stressful. So um, makes, me, makes me glad I'm not a Red Sox fan. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to be – the Rays are going to be really good, well, especially oh, if you guys so add some pieces this winter. Surprise well, team for sure. Well, and the funny thing is, is I've been really thinking about like, what if the Rays would have pa- would have pushed past the A's and and they would have been it would have been Rays Yankees. I really feel like like if if they would have gotten in the same seven runs that they got against the A's, like probably not. But I feel like they wouldn't have done that against us. We have more experience against them. Like there's more unknown with us because of the way that. Cash, even though I was extremely skeptical of the way they've been running the pitching rotation right now and just putting openers or whatever you want to call it, just bullpen guys in for starters. We don't really have any starters really anymore, Um, but it worked. You know, it worked and it kept everybody guessing and and everything. (laughs) So I I almost think that if they would have been in that scenario, they could have won. And that would have made it, like, really, really interesting. And they they only have a payroll of about, I think about, I think the A's are at, like, let's just say $83 million and the Rays are at, like, 85 So they're really not that different. They're, they're pretty much the same, the same team, like, for the most part, market-wise and salary-wise. So it definitely would have been an interesting matchup to see, to see them play the Red Sox. Yeah, and you guys, I'm I'm sure Jalen Beeks would have been the wild card MVP, even though they don't give that <laughs> out. But just uh, you know, just to get us uh, amped up, because <laughs> that's who we gave you in the Voldy trade. Um, so looking forward to tomorrow, um, the eighth wonder of the world right now is is Chris Hale's arm going to fall off? Like, what's going on? <laughs> They say he's healthy. They say there's no, you know, no soreness in his shoulder. He's 100% healthy. They just haven't solved the velocity thing, and they thought it was like a lower body rotational thing. And um, Cora spoke with the media either yesterday or the day before, and they said, well, we're not going to know really until Friday, basically. (laughs) He's like... You know, he might throw 91, he might throw 95, he might throw 99, but I'm just going to have the confidence that he's a talented enough pitcher and he'll find a way to win. So, Josh, are you comfortable with that? Uh, 
I've been going kind of back and forth on it. And uh, the most recent thing to sway me to one side has been that uh, Pedro Martinez tweet. If you have seen that, where it said that, you know, Chris Sale's taking medicine or whatever. And, you know, he's going to come out there and try to be like a precision pitcher and stuff. And, you know, I mean, he could come out tomorrow and throw a knuckleball. At the end of the day, you just want to see if he can get through at least six, you know, with the with the lead intact. And uh, I mean, you you want to root for this guy as a as a player. You want him to be successful in the postseason. I mean, last year was his first year. He's been uh, on that trash heap in South Side of Chicago for years. But um, it's it uh, gives me anxiety. And uh, you kind of got the double whammy with Price going right after. So there's a lot a lot of question marks there. Yeah. Uh, Liz, you know, from the outside looking in, what what are your thoughts on Sale? Like, how how important is it for the Red Sox to win tomorrow, you know, from your perspective? I mean, anyone at home is going to be important, particularly when you guys have home field advantage. I mean, you, you, need, to get, you need to get those home wins. Those are going to be key. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as... Of course, they're not going to be releasing whether or not he's having any issues or not. I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious. But what I wonder is, like, looking beyond right now, even though I know we're not exactly doing that, I wonder if, you know, something's going to, like, something big's going to end up happening with Sale next year. Like, is he going to be down for an extended period of time? I know a shoulder isn't exactly Tommy John or anything, but, you know, could it be leading to something that's going to take him out of the game for an extended period of time like that? Like, mm-hmm. is it worth winning now to, to push him? And he probably wants to play. It's probably partially the team, partially him. But is it worth it to sacrifice him for, for next season? Like, that's, that's what I'm thinking because it's, I mean, so many, I feel like so many pitchers and actually non-pitchers are, are going for Tommy John like lately. I don't know if that's just me or if I'm just noticing it more or what's going on, but, but it just seems like an epidemic like these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they will go for it though. I mean, next year is the last year of his deal. So. Um, so they don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I mean, I don't think he cares. Which is either. sad. Which is so sad. Sad, but true. I mean, they they don't care. They're like, ah, we can pay him one more year, and then and then that's it. Or we can try and trade him and get what we can, and then somebody else can deal with it, and you know, go from there. Yeah. So sad, but I if mean, you, if you that's go the back, game, I guess. If you go back to 2016, when the Cubs got Chapman, and he was only a rental, so he was going to be gone at the end of that season. Chris Sale at this point would be a semi-rental, but um, when they got Chapman, they rode him like a rented mule. Like they <laughs> Madden threw him two, three innings per game, and they didn't care because they're like, we're not going to sign him anyway. So <laughs> let's just you know milk every little drop that we can and and. Uh, you know, and it, it paid off. They won the World Series. So I just think, I don't think the Red Sox are going to back down right now. And I don't think Chris Sale's going to back down right now because, the for one, you know, we're, we have the Yankees. That's an intense rivalry. Nobody wants to end up on the wrong side of that. And the one thing that I, I kind of find a little bit of comfort in is if he really was injured, or they were worried about him, they would probably push him back to game three. Not that... Well, 
I, I just my, uh, my theory about oh go ahead my bad. Well, I just feel like you know they wouldn't start him game one. They they wouldn't risk going down a game right away if they didn't think he could give a quality start. Yeah, my theory on that though is like, wouldn't it just be the most Red Sox thing in the world to just trot him out there and just see how he goes? And if he flops like a fish, then you just you know you shift him into the bullpen and. He makes maybe like one or two appearances the rest of the way, you know, like when it would just be the most Boston thing in the world to just see if he just breaks out there on the mound and on national TV or not. And that's that's kind of my fear with that. Obviously, he wants to go for it and he'll pitch through pain. But, you know, pitching through pain and being gritty only going to take you so far if you get, you know, lit up for four runs in the first two innings of the game. Right. You, know? you kind of saw that last year with Eduardo Nunez. He was out with oh, a yeah. knee injury, and they were working him out, and they were like, oh, he looks good, he looks good, he's doing this, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. And then he hit, He, I think it would have been a base hit right in his first at-bat of game one, and he takes... Wasn't what, it the first at-bat of, the, of our whole team? Wasn't he leadoff in that? Oh, was series? he? He might have been. I think so. And, I remember it just being like the worst thing that could possibly happen to start a game. Right. He's like... This guy just losing his leg going down the first. Yeah, like three steps out of the batter's box, he was in big trouble. And so, mm-hmm. obviously, Chris Sale's a different animal and on a different level as well. So, a little worried there. And uh, game two is David Price <laughs> and... Your arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this is going to sound weird, but I liked him better when he was with Tampa. Um, I mean, I was totally going to bring that up. Could we get, the, like, is there a possibility that because Price obviously is aware of sales, not weakness, I don't want to say that, but his slight impairment, you know, whatever's going on with him, that he turns into the playoff pitcher that he was for the Rays. Like, I can't say he was, you know, lights out or anything like that necessarily, but he was a key player for every every playoff win that we had. And then it seems it's funny, with any pitcher that, that came from our team, they did amazing. Actually, lots of players in general did amazing with us, and they went somewhere else. And they pretty much sucked. They pretty yeah. much tanked everywhere. Like, I even kind of felt a, just a little bit, but not that bad, when when Carl Crawford went to you guys. And, <laughs> oh, man, that was just a total. I remember one day I was at a game. Uh, I don't even remember. Like, right the year before, whatever year they got him, I don't even recall right now. But a fan was, like, handed him his wallet and, <laughs> and goes, please stay with us. And... Carl Crawford looked at him and said, that's not enough, and handed it back to him. <laughs> and then, and then of course, like, he was with you guys. He did horrible. And then he had Tommy John, I think, or something went down with him. And I was like, man, we really dodged a bullet there as far as, as, far as he went. But the same thing has pretty much gone with almost every single player that I can recall that we've traded, except for uh, Ben Zobrist, who happens to be my favorite player. And, um... Obviously, Joe Madden is King Midas to me, so uh, I know you're not a fan of him either. But but that just seems to be the the trend. It's so weird. Like we we had such a good run with so many people. It's like we had this cohesiveness and the right coaches, the right guys, and then uh, they would go somewhere else and they maybe not fell apart completely, but 
definitely weren't what they were with us. And the same thing, you know, maybe can be said for Price. And I don't know if it's just that he was, quote, like, raised in an environment that wasn't as high pressure as it is Boston. Boston's a hard place to go into. Like, I mean, for a player, like, there's a lot of pressure there. Like, maybe, like, not only social media, but, I mean, the media, the regular media, you know, in general, they expect a lot from you. And to come from little baby Tampa, you know, where there's not a lot of necessarily expected from you, we're more surprised when we do well than we are expect excellence, where you guys expect excellence and are surprised when you suck. So that's just how it goes, so... Yeah, I mean, I think the markets do kind of dictate how a player does, and and Tampa and Boston couldn't be any more opposite. And when Carl Crawford, um, you know, signed with the Red Sox, that was in December of 2010, and. I was so excited. I loved Carl Crawford, and, you know, he was just so dynamic, you know. He was a good good hitter, good base runner, good fielder, and... No ego. I like that he seemed to be, like, so even-tempered. Yeah. Because one thing that'll turn me off, and, and I feel like it's bad for a clubhouse, is too much, like, ego, where you feel like you're more important than than the game. And he was just so mild it seemed anyway like on the surface but yeah and it, it was a huge disappointment that you know it didn't pan out and the whole uh tommy john thing um mm-hmm. that was unfortunate as well and <laughs> you know the rest is history but he was in the trade with with beckett and uh oh, adrian God. gonzalez and that helped set oh. up 2013 for us so mm-hmm. so yeah the, the, that monumental trade. Yeah, so. At least we had uh, Johnny Gomes. You know, he's an x-ray who kind of panned out for yeah. us when we needed it to. So yeah. we got that going for us. He was a great bench player. <laughs> but, but, yeah, with with Price, I just, you know, I, I never liked him anyway. And, you know, <laughs> he had that war words with David Ortiz. And by the time he got traded to Toronto and kind of choked in a couple of different ways there. I mean, he he didn't get get a win, you know, as a starter. And then there was one time he came out of the bullpen with them, gave up three runs, and somehow came out of that with the win in relief. So I, I was like, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, and he started in game two, and he got – you know, he got knocked around the the last couple of starts of the season. He had the one game in the Bronx, and uh, I don't know, gave up what was it, five runs or something like that. Three of when them were expected. Three of them were home runs, and people were quick to say, "Well, those were fly balls in Fenway," you know, because they were in right field in New York, and you know, but I you can't use that as an excuse. Joe Kelly was pitching in the sixth inning of that game. So, you know, if we're if we're leaving it up to the bullpen for, you know, four four innings when your $30 million player is supposed to go at least six or seven, yeah. that's, uh, that's definitely falling short. That's a problem. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Josh, I mean, how do you feel about his start? Is it ominous to you or... Um, I like to be 
cautiously optimistic, and usually I still end up getting let down by him. Uh, I tried to, you know, you want to be positive about every player, but like, he had the Ack incident, and then he had the Fortnite incident, and then he just got, he kept just getting uh, blown out every single game. Uh, he had that horrific game, I want to say in May or something like that. It was the game where the uh, Joe Kelly Tyler Austin fight was, and uh, that was just a wicked bad look for him. But you got to look at the, uh, for lack of a better word, progress he made last year in the postseason. And I don't like using the word progress when talking about like a 30 year old, you know, a million dollar athlete who should be at the top of his game. But he did well coming out of the bullpen. You know, he he backed up his team. He uh, it looked like he was enjoying himself out there in, the, in those high stakes moments and. Uh, if I remember correctly, he really came through despite that, that series outcome. And I want to look for more of that uh, come Saturday, I think that game is, game two. Um, as long as he isn't pitching at a, a Yankee Stadium, I think he has a chance. And that's what I'll be I'll be looking forward to on Saturday, is a chance. Yeah, and I'm as pessimistic as you could imagine just because you know, my hate for him, could, you know, it's probably to the point where it's not even rational at this point, but, <laughs> um, but is what it is. Uh, Liz, do you think, I mean, is this, do you, you know, from the outside looking in, is this, could this be the, the start where he finally, you know, breaks that curse? I hope so. I mean, I, I love the term cautiously optimistic because that's pretty much what I am every single year with my team because so much changes so I so I love that but it's it's so hard to say like like I said before I mean the the playoffs can change everything and and I I mean from what I saw with Price in his last outing I mean he things can change like the win you know and sure he he had some bad pitches but when he was doing well he did well but my the Yankees hitters, I just think, will be will be too much. Like even if he doesn't get, if it's not that bad, um, I feel like let's just say he he leaves and there's and he gets two or three runs, which I don't feel is impractical necessarily. Like particularly at this level, you know, for a starter. But but uh, I just don't feel like it'll be like things will be held. Even if he does okay, I feel like it's going to be lost in the end. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to think he can come in and at least not get emotional if something bad happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can you can watch a pitcher break down on the mound so quick, and it's all that, even if they're falling apart inside, they need to stay together on the mound. And so many just, for whatever reason, can't do that. And obviously I'm saying that never play in the game, but, but I mean, just to see it happen, it... It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And uh, I love the passion, and I love when, when a guy gets mad at himself for making a mistake, but at the same time, you don't want to, you never want to show weakness to your, to your, your, I don't want to say enemy, but, but you know what I mean, to, you mm-hmm. know, to your, the opposition. Like, you don't want them to know that you're on the verge of cracking, because obviously they're going to, they're going to monopolize on that. But, um, so I'm going to say yes. Like I'd like to see, like I'd like to think that Price will step up and and at least you know hold it down for for six innings, you know 
keep it as limited as possible. But with with the Yankees lineup, I I just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be a great series. Like that that's really all I can say. It's going to be dynamic baseball. I think everyone who's a baseball fan uh, AL and all everyone should watch it cuz uh, it's going to be epic. Yeah, I think we'll know fairly quick if if he is going to be somewhat locked in at least for the first few innings. If we go out there and he's tentative and he's nervous and you can kind of tell because He'll take even longer in between pitches, and yep. he does yep. this shiver thing, and he's always straightening out his uniform. And if there's a lot of that going on, it's probably, yeah, he's probably about to get hammered pretty hard. And <laughs> I, uh, so hopefully, I, well, I, I don't, we'll see, we'll see. I can't. <laughs> I'm not. You're, you're a hater. You're a hater anyway. So, so. I'm a hater. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't Ca- cautiously ha- optimistic. It's not a bad term. It's a wonderful term. <laughs> that means you you can be positive and still think they're going to fail. You know, <laughs> at the same time. So, well, and, and hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, you're wrong. I mean, like like I said, even though I'm 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 clearly not a, a Red Sox fan, I I would love to see them beat the Yankees. I would love that. Yeah. The one thing I am fairly confident in is Rick Porcello. He seems to pitch them fairly well, and he keeps the ball higher in the zone, so it it prevents it prevents the Yankees lineup from trying to launch it. Stanton's probably the only guy who doesn't really have that swing, so he's going to be dangerous anyway. But um, I think Porcello and Evaldi are definitely better than their, well, I shouldn't say their three, four guys, because I guess Severino's going to go third. But um, So that'll be actually against Porcello now that I think about it. But, um, but at least that's one team that Porcello does pitch well against. And he had that, that complete game, you know, one... I think it was just a one hitter and it was a Didi Gregorius solo home run. That was the only hit they got and that was in August. So if if he can pitch like that and our bats can kind of do their job, then you know, we might have a chance in those uh middle games, but uh it's just the two aces. I you know, they they're quirky and you know, Sale isn't really healthy until proven otherwise, so um so yeah i'm a little nervous and with the lineup in mind mookie Betts does not have an rbi in seven playoff games andrew benintendi typically does hit well in the postseason but he's only got two home runs since the all-star break so those are a little concerning and um we don't know who the everyday third baseman will be so is has has this lineup showed you anything recently Josh that says we could be explosive you know right out of the gates uh yes I think looking back at the uh the last two years I mean shorter you know 
shorter guys tend to break down later on in the season. It's a long season. It's 162 games. And, you know, the Yankees have done well because they have, you know, they have taller guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, Didi's over six feet. Judge is a behemoth. They got Stanton. You know, they, they stay healthy. They stay fit. They can handle the rigors of a long season. Meanwhile, uh, like, you know, Mookie Betts the last two years, he looked like a deer in headlights. You know, he made that error uh, thrown in a, an out from right field last year. And I think I want to say our best hitter in 2016 was probably Brock Holt in that ALDS. That's just kind of how bad it was getting. Um, but looking at what they've done in the last month when they've been kind of playing at half speed, I mean, for a while, the monkey on Mookie's back was, you know, he doesn't have a home run in September. And he he definitely answered that uh, by having a, a nice, good uh, stretch of games for himself where he was able to just hit the ball out of the park. And with that, they have uh, J.D. Martinez's leadership. You know, he's been in the playoffs before. He's seen those playoff, you know, disappointing moments before. He knows how to handle that. Um I, I think they can be explosive. I really do. I think uh, Alex Cora kind of lit a fire under their ass. I think they got J.D. Martinez, you know, ready to to help band them together when, when going gets tough. And I think they're all ready. They all they want to jump out of the gate, you know. They want to just pile the runs on J.A. Happ. They, they just want to knock them straight out of Fenway. And I think they can do that. I really do. Well, Mookie, when he finally did hit that home run, I think it was – uh, the the last game of that uh, Yankee Stadium uh, series yeah. and yep. yeah, so we'll be home and and uh, you know we'll see. I mean, Benintendi has hit okay in the postseason, and Devers had a couple of big hits last year. But do you think he's gonna? Who who do you think Cora is gonna give the bulk of the playing time to? Because Nunez seems like kind of a safe bet, but but Devers came on pretty strong late there, and he had a six RBI game against Baltimore. Yep. You know, with, with about a week to go, so um, I think I, I I can't really see a reason to start Devers over Nunez. I. Like, you know, we've seen Nunez uh, these past two seasons, and, you know, he's a he's an above-average hitter at the best of times, but he's never been a really good fielder. And, uh, you know, obviously he's probably playing the most difficult position on the infield, which I think is second base. And uh, thankfully he got replaced by Ian Kinsler. Um, but over at third, like, I'll, I'll take the potential upside to Devin's offense with his somewhat shoddy defense over – mediocre hitting, you know, Nunez. And, I mean, I think he could still just sail it over the first baseman's head just like Devers. So, I, I, I think you just – I think you got to pick the offense in that situation. And I'm big on Devers in that. I think he's a, he's a great kid, and I think he's going to be uh, absolutely wild. I mean, we saw last year he had that inside the pack and uh, the bottom of the ninth. I mean, obviously he can produce in postseason situations. And I want that on my team over someone who might lose his leg you know, running down the first base. <laughs> yeah, Endeavors has really been the great disappointment for me this year. And maybe that's not fair because he is so young, but if he was, if he lived up to the hype, you know, that he kind of carried into the offseason last year, 
just think of how more dynamic we would be right now as an offense. Because mm-hmm. after Bogarts in the five hole, I mean, who do we have? I mean, we're hoping Bradley will finally hit in the month of October, but he hasn't done it yet. And, I mean, Nunez is okay, but, I mean, he's not that scary in the seven hole. And then none of our catchers outside of Swihart can hit, and I don't think he's going to be doing much catching anyway. So, well, I think I'm a big Swihart guy, so I hope he's got a spot in that lineup. I really do. He'll, they'll have some situations for him, but I mean, he's not going to catch David Price or you know something like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, but in you know his future could be you know could be long term you know with the team. So um, well, all right, let's uh, let's just get right into the playoff brackets here, and uh, why don't we just start with the Red Sox Yankees? So. Liz, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your official prediction for the series? I hate to say it, Terry. My official prediction is the Yankees are going to win. I I don't want it. I don't like it. I after seeing them slaughter the A's and <laughs> whatever, I, I and I heard a, a stat today that pretty much every hitter on the on the on the Yankees has 20 home runs. Uh, I realize they're not, you know, they probably got a lot of those at home, and uh, majority of the games are obviously not going to be played at home, but I still feel like they have that power that's going to push them past uh, push them past the Red Sox, and um, I don't feel like they're going to go any further than that. Um, I feel like the Astros are going to take them down, but but I feel like just in a, in a five-game series, maybe in a seven they, they wouldn't do as well, but... But definitely in a five, I think they're going to pull off that three. Unfortunately, and uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope my bracket blow like right now. Well, f- fair enough, uh, Josh. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead with yours? Uh, we're going to use that uh, term cautiously optimistic, and I think the Sox are going to win it in five. Um, I mean, they had that stat rolling around last year. The Yankees didn't uh, lose a game at home. Well. They didn't go to the World Series because they didn't play the majority of games at home. And that's how it's looking to be with this series uh, because we're going to be playing at Fenway more than uh, Yankee Stadium if it comes to it. And it's uh, if it comes to that, you know, you got to trust in the, the home nine, and I think they can pull through. So that's my official prediction. I've been hemming and hawing over this all afternoon, and uh, I wrote an article earlier, just a quick... Uh, snippet really and uh, you know I'm really looking at the last few years I mean this core of players has you know they were in the 2016 2017 lineups and they only won one game within those two years and the Yankees have been there and, and sort of done that. I mean, they went to Game 7 last year, and no one saw that coming. I mean, they had a decent year, and, you know, even through July, you kind of knew that they were probably going to be a wild-card team, but I don't think anybody saw them going to Game 7 of the World Series. And what it comes down to, for me, is I know they can handle it. 
they can show up to these big games and at least not choke. And I think the Astros were the better team, and, and that's why they won. But the Yankees still found ways to win. You know, they overachieved and and still found ways to win. And there's just too much going on with the Red Sox. You know, the the David Price curse is just, it's too big right now. And he didn't end the season on a good note. And even if Chris Sale pitches well, how far into the game is he going to go? Is he going to have run support? Who's going to protect his lead out of the bullpen, you know? Avoldi, I guess, is going to be available for an inning or two tomorrow, if need be, even though he's the Game 4 starter. <laughs> Wright will be available as well, but there's not a lot of guys I really trust out of that bullpen. And I just feel like if I if I took the Sox, I just feel like I, I would just be... I just feel like I wouldn't be honest with myself. So oh, I feel betrayed. As much as it, <laughs> as much as it, no, it's just it's 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 got a hundred percent to do with me, you know. And um, I I'm gonna take the Yankees in four games here. Uh, that's really what I think. And if I'm wrong, then my team advances. So you know, it's that's fine. I want to be wrong, but I just. I don't like the red flags that are popping up, and I don't like the way things have trended in the last month. And I think the Yankees are firing on all cylinders, and and they're the proven team out of the two. So I, I don't see how I can pick against that. And uh, so that's my pick there. And uh, everyone probably hates me on Periscope right now. But... Um, Yes, so uh, let's go to the other uh, American League game. That's the Astros and the Indians. How do you see that one unfolding, Liz? I feel like this is the easiest pick or one of the easier picks uh, of the group. Definitely Astros. Um, I feel like we, we were talking before and the Indians, I mean, somebody has to win a division and it's not that they're completely horrible, but they're in a, a weak division right now. So, so they won, and uh, I mean the Astros are the are the champions. So, so I feel like maybe maybe they're not going to go down without a fight or anything like that necessarily. But um, but the Astros are definitely walking away with this. They've just got too much. They've got great pitching, great hitting. I mean, really, they're 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 not perfect, but. Um, Damn, you're close. <laughs> They're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty freaking good. Absolutely. How do you see it, uh, Josh? Uh, I think, uh, and I know my Indians friend uh, fan is going to hate me for this, but I think Astros sweet. I think the only fighting shot the Indians really have is uh, this game one with Kluba, and they're going up against Verlander. And uh, they're playing a, a World Series team that got better. And I think the only thing the Indians have going for them is uh, Correa will not play in the ALDS. So that's something for them to go on. And I think I, I think their their bullpen is still pretty solid. They got, you know, Simba, Brad Hand, um, Andrew Miller, obviously, Cody Allen. And uh, But, like, 
them going into Houston for the first two games, like Cleveland, they finished like one game ahead of the Braves for like the the lowest win total for the playoff teams, playing in a trash division in the Central. I, Indians got no shot. I, I just I think they choke at us, and I, I think they're just gonna go down without a fight. So you have it a sweep, you said? Yep. If you had to choose, okay. Um, you know, when I was looking at this, I thought this matchup would be a little more intriguing before I started uh, digging into anything. And um, like Liz said, the the Astros are basically a complete team. There's not a lot of weaknesses there. And... and you know, like you said, Josh, they got better because they have Ryan Presley. They got him from the Minnesota Twins, and he has only given up two earned runs since July 11th. And I'm like, man, we can't go a week without giving up six earned runs in that <laughs> inning. And um, just really solid. And they have... Roberto Ozuna, and I know the Red Sox have kind of knocked him around in the past, and they kind of have his number, but he's really solid against everyone else, and he's been pitching in the ninth, and uh, Brantley hit three forty one in the month of uh, September, and Encarnacion was really productive. Josh Donaldson was acquired, uh, you know, at the last second on August yep. 31st and he's been okay you know he's hitting 280 in 16 games so um you know the that you know for the for the indians looks looks good but um unfortunately their uh their bullpen isn't quite the same as it was a few years ago uh andrew miller mm-hmm. got shelled in his last uh, appearance of the season gave up four runs to the Royals and on and off the DL. So I mean, even if he's healthy, he's not going to be utilized the same way as 2016. And Cody Allen has had one of the worst years of his career. Kimbrel was on a bad stretch, you know, for much of the summer, and yeah. for Cody Allen, it was most of the season. And um, so I just Kluber is is good and even even in September I mean he was giving up an average of three or four runs a game and just not not even the same so I kind of like the Astros here and Verlander was absolutely filthy his last couple of starts I noticed he didn't give up a single earned run in either game and struck out 11 and 10 respectively and Garrett Cole gave up three runs or less in seven of his last eight. So I'm just, it's hard to pick against the Astros there. And I, I they have home field advantage. So um, I just, I see that one going the Astros way. And I didn't know Correa was going to be out uh, for the ALDS. Do you know what type of injury that is, Josh? Did you happen to catch that? I do not. Okay. Um... I do not. Well, jokingly, I uh, I was wondering if it was his knee from when he uh, proposed to his wife <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> playoff game. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic? He hasn't been the same since he got engaged, you know, so I don't, you know. Well, you know how married life is, I guess. Who knows? But Mookie had a kid, and he's probably going to win the MVP, so who knows. 
Um, so per- personal personal life things affect players. Like people want to mm-hmm. ignore all that, but I feel like drama being introduced. Like good things are great, but if there's just a teeny bit of drama introduced in there, it can ruin a guy's season. So <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I mean, Roberto Ozuna got suspended for 80 games, you know, for, for domestic. So talk about drama. Uh, yeah, no, I actually wanted to bring up uh, Addison Russell last show, but uh, that's for another time. The Cubs are now inconsequential, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, and he's probably done with that organization anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. they're going to go with Baez, so maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it seems like you know this stuff you know people teams seem to forgive in a lot of ways i mean a role this i don't want to make this a whole issue but a role this chapman's domestic involved a firearm <laughs> and he was only suspended for 30 games so um mm-hmm. it just seems like teams are just willing to move past this and i wouldn't have been comfortable you know taking on him or acquiring ozuna uh, you know that that would have made me really uncomfortable as a Red Sox fan. But yeah. um, all right, so let's uh, get into the uh, ALCS. So, Liz, you have the Astros Yankees, which happens to be a rematch from last year. How do you see that shaking out? It's tough. It's tough, but um, I mean, I, I I'm definitely going Astros. Like. Just because of the completeness of the team, the pitching and the hitting and and everything, like I I can't I can't not go them. So uh, so I'm leaning them. They'll I mean they'll probably go deep, like maybe not maybe not seven, but I would say Astros and six. Astros and six. That's fair enough. Uh, Josh, how do you have them against the Red Sox? How do you see that one unfolding? I see. I see Red Sox in seven, and that's because Whoa. if if we make it through the Yankees, then that that team has a whole different outlook than what we're sitting here talking about right now. And and while I think that you know, as I said earlier, that the the Astros just got better with all these additions, um, I, I also felt that there was a, a wake up call delivered in this season. Um, it was that first uh, four game Houston series where we ended up splitting. And uh, the first two games, we got absolutely lit up. You know, we got dope slapped. And then the second two games, we, you know, we kind of got it back together and we hit the ground running a little bit. And I think if you can get through the ALDS, if you beat, you know, the Yankees, I, I think the sky's the limit. And I know, I know Astros are a great team, and I know they're pretty much the favorites, I would say. But I, I think the Sox can do it at that point. You know, I think it'll be a high-fought battle. That's why I say they're going uh, seven, but... And uh, that would be an amazing uh, ALCS, too, if that happened. But uh, I, I see the Sox taking it if they can get past the ALDS. This guy's the limit. I like it. I like it. They're, uh, unfortunately, I got the Yankees there on my bracket. Um, I have to, I mean, I have to take the Astros over the Yankees. I mean, if Severino became lights out and Hap, Pitches similarly to to how he has in the second half, and then they find a hero. I don't know if that ends up being Sabathia. I guess Tanaka would uh, 
is pretty seasoned and could go on a run, but I just I'm gonna go with the Astros. I just I trust their pitching staff a little bit more. Um, they will have home field again, and their bullpen is a little bit better. So I'm gonna put the Astros in the World Series over the Yankees. I'll say at least six games, and I would not be shocked if it went a seventh like last year. So, Do you think uh, Gary Sanchez will blow another game if that, if that matchup happens? It's too long of a postseason for him not to. So, uh, why, <laughs> why the hell would they not just DH him and just put Stanton out in left field or wherever? I don't know. It's, he's, uh, he's broken. It's crazy. It would be so fitting, though, for them to lose Game 7 on, like, a pass ball or whatever. Oh, yeah. To to Sanchez, so. Uh, Over to the National League, which isn't quite as exciting. Well, I guess the Brewers (laughs) series uh, is. uh, I lost my spot. Um, I guess we'll we'll start with that one. How do you, uh, and the Brewers went up one game to nothing already as I'm trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, Liz, how do you see that one? This was probably the toughest pick for me just because, like, I really feel like the Rockies have been building up to something for a while. Um, they've had their ups and downs. They've been like a roller coaster team almost. Like, they've been so close yet so far, like, at the same time. And they've had a core set of guys, which I feel like stability in a team is important when you're talking about playoff baseball most of the time. Um, but uh, to see the way the Rocky, or excuse me, the the Brewers not only went into extras and won against the Cubs, which were a really dynamic team, um, and then of course today they won in what was it, the eleventh? You know, they they know what it takes to win in a close game. And I feel like in the playoffs, like, you can pretty much assume any game is going to be a close game. So when it comes down to it, they're going to push past anything any team, like, has to throw at them, at least up until the big show, basically. And, I mean, I, th- I, I think they're going to they're gonna beat the Rockies. Josh, how do you have it? Uh, I have... The Brewers taking it in four. I uh-huh. think, I think the Brewers are a wonderful team. Um, they've added uh, Yelich, which has turned out to be the probable MVP of the National League, and I always considered him probably the most underrated player of that Marlins core. Um, they have uh, your ace. I think they have Jason going game two, and. Um, they have that that magnificent bullpen of uh, Josh Hader and Corey Kniebel, and I, I think that I could honestly see them as being the favorite, um, especially since uh, I think the the Rockies kind of fluked their way in. I mean, uh, they they won that wild card against the Cubs, and if you watched it, it's just uh, I mean, the Cubs got their season ended by a guy batting one seventy. How often does that happen? You know, I mean, I don't think postseason magic can take you all that way i think freeland is a fantastic pitcher that's why i think they'll probably win his start and i suppose you always have a chance when you play in cores but i i think the brewers are a much better team there and i think they proved that tonight so you have them uh winning in four yep yeah i uh i was going back and forth and 
I like the Rockies starting pitching a little bit better than the Brewers. Um, you know, Freeland was, I don't know if he was a Cy Young candidate, but, you know, he was a 17-game winner, 2.85 ERA. You know, probably at least the top 10 Cy Young guy. And Herman Marquez, you know, very serviceable, 3.77 on the season. And uh, Antonio Senzatella, you know, another serviceable three or four guy. And with the Brewers, I mean, I don't know what their – I haven't <laughs> looked to their probable pitchers, but um, – oh, you did say that Chasine was uh, pitching game two, actually. Yeah, I think he's going on a three days rest, so oh, okay. this is a chance there. And he's their, their starter. Uh, I mean, they're mm-hmm. – um, Basically, their ace, really. Um, yeah. Chase Anderson. I mean, he he can usually give you. He you know he's like an Erod type guy. He'll give you five innings, but after that, it's uh, you know you're walking the tightrope. And yeah. Wade, Wade Miley surprisingly has uh, put together. Oh my a goodness, I year. forgot about that. Yeah, and he's similar though. He's only good for about five, but they do have the bullpen and. Um, you have to give the Brewers the edge there, even though the Rockies do have a pretty uh, formidable bullpen themselves. But uh, and then from there, it's just the lineups. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because I, I like both teams. Like they're both teams that I just want to see do well, and I love Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. I mean. You know, who wouldn't want to see those guys win a World Series, you know, as long as it wasn't at our expense. And um, <laughs> But then, you know, with the Brewers, you have Yelich, Travis Shaw, who us Red Sox fans are really familiar with, and yep. um, Mike Moustakis, and, um, you know, just... Uh, Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, right. And they were so aggressive. I just, I was surprised they didn't add a starting pitcher. They did get Gio Gonzalez late but i don't really consider him to be a real impact guy but i guess they've already won a game so i'll i'll take the brewers in i'll take them in four why not there you go yeah i'll take them in four and uh if i'm wrong that's definitely one series i i wouldn't mind being wrong against and it's nice to see Bud Black, the manager of the Rockies, you know, get himself into the playoffs because he accepted a job with the Nationals. And for whatever reason, I meant to look this up, he ended up declining it after the job was offered. And then Dusty Baker ended up getting it. I don't know if it was a money thing or not, but oh. but what a dumpster fire that would have been had he gone there, <laughs> you know. and Yeah, you know, definitely real cancerous clubhouse and you know you'd have to not a good team babysit bryce harper and play counselor or whatever you know whenever he has a meltdown but um but yeah i think he ended up in a in a good situation so uh well all right I i guess we all agreed on the uh brewers there um i think that's the first well no we all agreed on the astros indians but um the Braves Dodgers. I'm gonna boldly assume was you have the Dodgers winning that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. 
Like, I, I, I wish the Braves, you know, could uh, could pull it off because I'm definitely not a Dodger fan, particularly after the only reason I ever watched a Dodgers game ever pretty much was uh, Ben Scully. And once he left, uh, I had no interest in, in watching their games pretty much. But, uh, but yeah, I've got the Dodgers in this one. Uh, I almost think, like, if anybody's going to get swept, it's sadly going to be the Braves in this. Yeah. They just, yeah. Well, jo- Josh, how do you have it? Before I give my well, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the TV screen right now, and they're about two <laughs> strikes away from losing six zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's difficult for me because I want to take you know the team that I like, and I love I love the Braves. Uh, Newcomb, Sean Newcomb is a local boy. I love Freddie Freeman. Uh, you gotta love Albies and Acuna, and. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers have Machado. Come on. I mean, how can you like them? <laughs> they're, just, they're, so, they're so unlikable, but they're good. So I think that they're going to win it in, in three. I think it's probably going to be a sweep. Yeah. As much as I hate to it. And Atlanta got there. I mean, they they fast-tracked their way back into the playoffs, and they literally just weren't prepared when they got there. Their bullpen isn't that great. I think they might get Kimbrel next year. I think that might be I his. Think, I think they're going to be a great team going ahead, and I think the good times started a little too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they were just fortunate that the Phillies themselves were in, in a similar Collapse. situation and fell apart a little bit quicker. And, and uh, then the, the Nats were terrible. And the Nationals. The Nationals are and... Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it could very well be a sweep or four games at the most. Atlanta will get one home game, but I don't know that that. And it's so unfortunate because they do have a lot of young talent in there. Their starting mm-hmm. pitching has been pretty decent. I mean, Fulton has had a breakout year, and Julio, excuse me, Turan has, um, you know, been pretty solid, and uh, Anibal Sanchez kind of had a resurgence, so um, you know that's I guess what what got them to where they are. But they're just not a team that's that's complete yet. And I'll uh, I'll take the Dodgers, like I said, in three or four. So uh, so who do we have um, in the NLCS? Who do we have winning that? I, I guess we're all Brewers, Dodgers. So. Um, how do you see that one, Liz? Uh, I definitely have the Brewers. Definitely have the Brewers. It's funny. I saw a story, and uh, I'll admit I didn't even read the story. I just saw the headline. I'm pretty notorious for that, and I need to get better about it. But uh, <laughs> I saw a story about uh, it said Yasiel Puig uh, says the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, and I was like, the headline should be Yasiel Puig or Puig. Uh, Totally forgets what happens to the Dodgers in the playoffs because they always fall yeah. apart. Thank goodness, because uh, I don't want them to win. And I'd love to see a team like the Blue, the the Brewers, the Brewers go <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> I can't even talk right now. Uh, you know, go to the World Series. You know, uh, you know, get get that recognition. I feel like they they played in that division against the Cubs and the Cardinals, two difficult teams, like for so long that you know they pushed this far. They've gotten. Yeah, they've gotten to where they are, and they're 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 definitely getting there. All right, that's uh, that's an interesting result, Josh. How do you have it? I have I have the Brewers in six. Wow! And 
going by what Liz said, I mean, it is the Dodgers. It is the postseason. I, I, you know, I mean, Clayton Kershaw might be the best to ever do it, but, you know, come October, he's a, he's a puddle. Uh, you know, like I said, the guy MVP candidate, Yelich, uh, if they can gel, to, they're going to pretty much use this Rocky series to kind of gel together, and um, they're going to have home field advantage in the NLCS against the Dodgers. And I think that will be enough to take it. And uh, I mean, I mean, that's that's the fan favorite for me. I mean, the last time Brewers had even gone to a World Series, that was like what 1982, and that was when they were American League. So you definitely want to see it, especially over someone that you know spends as much money as the Dodgers does. And with all those, all those egos on that team, you definitely want to see the Brewers take that out. Yeah. Um... Let me just say, um, before I forget, um, I'm a dude, and Yasiel Puig, well, shocker, I know, but uh, Yasiel Puig gives me the creeps, you know, the way he, like, goes up and down his bat with his tongue, and you'll see him, like, kissing other players, and, um... Without his tongue, you know, from what I can see, but um, I just I'm, I would be really uncomfortable <laughs> with him as my teammate. So that being said, getting back to the matter at hand, um, I actually do have the Dodgers beating the Brewers, and Ooh. I want to be wrong almost as bad as I am about the Sox series in that one, but. I just Kershaw has gotten a little bit better. I you know he has won at least a game or two at this point and um, pitched fairly well last year in Game Seven. And I just I was just shocked that the Dodgers were dumb enough to start Darvish when they probably could have started yeah. Alex Wood, who had a no hitter I think going into the seventh inning. You know he easily could have given you three innings and then. Kershaw and then split the last two up between Morrow and Jansen, but um, but I just how many think, games do you see that going? Uh, I'll go Dodgers in six, and Walker Bueller has been pitching very well, and um, their starter tonight, Ryu or however he pronounces it, um, has pitched pretty well over the last several weeks. And um, I just I just feel like they're just better set up for it. And I hope I'm wrong, but they, they got plenty of bats, and they got all the way to Game 7 last year. So um, I'll, I'll put the Dodgers in the World Series. So, um, so we'll get into that, and then we'll wrap up. Um, Liz, how do you have the World Series? So you got Astros, Brewers. Or am I wrong? No, no, that is exactly who I have. But uh, it's such, it's, uh, I don't even know. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm super torn, super torn <laughs> on it. It'll be, it'll be tough. I mean, any World Series is obviously tough. Hardly anybody ever, like, is going to walk away with, you know, something like that. But I almost think like the unknown and uh, the Brewers. 
Brewers really? might could pull it off. I'll I, mean, on the I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. I'll go. I'll go. Dark Horse Brewers. I'll go. Okay. Go with that. I, like I mean, that. I mean, even if even if it goes even if it goes seven and they push it, they've proven themselves in, in tough games thus far. Anyway, you know they know how to win in extras, and I think what it's going to come down to is is winning in extras, and um, that's it. Brewers. I, I mean, I love the Astros. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Brewers. All right, uh, Josh, how do you uh, how do you have the Red Sox Brewers series? I see, uh, I see Sox and four, baby. A sweep. I mean, you you got to look at look at 2007 Red Sox, and you got to look at the the 1998 Yankees. I mean, th- this is a weak National League where like the two best teams are the Brewers and the Dodgers, and you know, Dodgers lost last year, and they've had their ups and downs. And you know, the Brewers are kind of going into uncharted territory. I can't remember the last time they made the playoffs, uh, two thousand nine or something like that. But you know, the Red Sox are a hundred and eight win team, and when you combine a hundred and eight win team to you know uh, a Brewers team that hasn't been to the World Series in forty years, or the uh, the Dodgers that have so much trouble in the postseason that they do and not even getting into, you know, Rockies or Braves. I, I just, I see the Sox coming out easily in that. And I, I see just about any American league team coming out in that one as a winner. So, so all, my... David Price has to win a game. If, uh, if your predictions come <laughs> true, I mean, there's I no mean, way. He might just, you know, score 30 runs every one of his starts, and it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the postseason. You'll, you'll prove Terry wrong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, it's going to be – you know, I get jabbed after David Price looks good in the start. So many people are like, see, told you he was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I just get that all the time. And um, But it's it's not it's going to be less annoying if uh, if he does get a win against the Yankees anyway. <laughs> I can I'll take whatever they give me for that. But um, with my World Series, obviously mine's the lamest of all because it's basically a rematch from last year um, on my bracket, and I have Houston beating the Dodgers in five games. Yeah, that's how I see I it. Agree. Yeah, I just I mean, Astros got better. Yeah, they did, and I don't know that. I don't know that the uh, Dodgers are are as good. Um, I I don't know what Rich Hill's status is, but he pitched pretty well throughout last postseason, and they don't have Seager this year, and um, Bellinger, you know, not the same, and. Um, Turner is obviously still uh, their best hitter, basically. But um, I just don't see it panning out for them quite as well as it did last year. So they really mm-hmm. blew it in Game 7 last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, that's how I see it. I got, I got the Astros winning it all again. So with that, it'll probably be the Indians and, you know, we'll all be like, you know, who saw that coming? <laughs> But you know, <laughs> Indians <laughs> brave. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the worst. rematch. Something Ugh. crazy. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, I guess we can basically wrap on that. But um, 
who knows what the schedule is. I'm planning on doing uh, probably 30 minutes after every game, so I'll I'll get that squared away. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll have happy stuff to say at the end of these games, but <laughs> not not if my bracket has anything to say about it anyway. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on, and uh, have a good night. And we'll uh, we'll talk throughout the weekend. Yeah, have a good one. Sounds good. All right, so there you have it. I did it. I picked the Yankees. That's I'm gonna have to go get some mouthwash because that's a disgusting thing to say. But uh I did and I hope I'm wrong. I I I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't wanna be right about this and um I didn't think we were gonna beat the Tigers in twenty thirteen, so it's not like I haven't been wrong before. So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will be on tomorrow night. I don't know who I'll have with me, but we're doing a 30-minute show after the end of every uh, Red Sox playoff game. So um, we are going to be pretty busy for the next several days. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, I'll uh, see how it goes. Have a good night, everyone.